Hello and welcome to Connecting You to You Radio, where we tune in to receive the messages of health and well-being that are being broadcast from the soul. I'm your host, Lisa Warner, author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. I show you how to heal your body naturally by combining your body's innate intelligence with the wisdom of your own soul so that you can break through the mental programming of limiting beliefs that cause disease and make healing your body and changing your life simple. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Hello and welcome to our Soul Lucian Sunday. We are here live. (laughs) I am Lisa Warner. I'm the author of The Simplicity of Self Healing, and I am here live with my very good friend, Shannon Valley. We, Shannon, is of Native American heritage, and she is a natural chef. And today we are going to be speaking about the medicine of. So excited for this conversation. Shannon, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Hey, so talking about what is what. Oh. You're Are you having, I'm having a little connectivity bit issues? <laughs> yeah, okay, no worries. Okay, I will. <laughs> we'll get it figured out. Don't worry, people. <laughs> It's making me sweat. I'm about to take my sweater off. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's all right. Can you hear me now? Can you hear yeah, me? Okay? Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. So we've all been taught that medicine comes in the form of pills. <laughs> and we've all been taught that medicine is prescriptions and pills and doctors and the medical society. So what is medicine in your from your perspective? Ooh, <laughs> well, for me, um, probably in my early 20s, I started to work with a man from our tribe, who our Yaqui tribe, his name was Dr. Martin Castro. And I started learning about herbs. And when I eventually had five kids, my kids they tease me, they don't have medical records because I took care of them at home using our own herbs and homeopathy. So for me, medicine is in nature and it comes in many forms. The form that I tend to focus on is the medicine from plants. So yeah, that's, it's it's all around us outside though. It doesn't come in a bottle or, I mean, it could come in maybe a little tincture, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we create our own medicine. And yeah, I, I completely agree. The, you know, what medicine is 
what heals us when we're not feeling well, when we're feeling off balance, when we're in a healing cycle, medicine is the thing that we use to help bring ourselves back into balance. And medicine comes in so many different ways, shapes and forms. Medicine could be just your mom holding you and giving you a hug, making you feel better, letting you know that everything is okay. That's medicine. You know, medicine sitting out in nature with the trees, with the plants, connecting to Mother Earth. That's medicine. Going outside, playing, having fun. That's medicine. Absolutely. Food eating beautiful organic foods that are grown right out of the ground <laughs> that mother nature has provided for since the beginning of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think too, with what you're saying is um, when we remember that we are nature, like that's the first step, we are nature. And then we're able to receive like the vibration and the frequency from you know everything around us and like you're saying that hug is that energy and and the laughter and the play and and it's so funny because the natural world craves that they crave to experience that with us and that is so much medicine too to be able to like play in the water you've been playing in the water all summer that's mm -hmm. medicine you know that's beautiful medicine exactly yeah. You know, we were so programmed in this society to ask your doctor, is this pill right for you? And people simply go right down that prepaved path without considering where that path is. And, you know, available actually far more in resonance with our own true nature yeah. you know growing up as native you know, so much native aborigines and tribes and on the the ones who lived in harmony with the land and I always knew that that was the the way that we are supposed to be, that that is that is how we're designed is to live in harmony with nature. And I see that we're not in harmony with nature right now as society. I think, you know, I've heard you talk about this a lot when you were a little girl and, you know, like you could see and, and communicate with so many and very in all the different dimensions. And I think when a plant, for example, starts to talk to us, we don't trust ourselves because we are so separated still from nature and from our own spirit, our own soul. And, you know, things in nature, well, for me particularly, plants are always calling us. You know, they want to meet us. And we often say, well, what's the benefit of that plant versus, um, hi how are you? I'm Shannon, <laughs> you know, and if you take care of that baby seed from the beginning, it knows you, right? So, so 
people have to to many people that would sound really crazy exactly and and so then we shut down our own communication and and we're craving for each other to remember each other because the natural world reminds us of who we are exactly so how how have we gotten so disconnected from our communication with things that are in nature <laughs> all the systems that came into place <laughs> you know every single system tells us that we're not a part of nature you know we children start in a classroom all day long right excuse me um, and so we're sitting indoors all the time. And then, you know, we have the TV and the media and all these things telling us that nature is just for vacation. You know, we go into nature to camp, but not to live. And I think too, you know, often being removed from, from the natural world. I keep looking outside the window because <laughs> there's nature out there. Um, and and that that's what I see. And this ability or this... Um, being cut off by believing that not trusting, not trusting our intuition, not trusting our knowing and our own wisdom, that's been cut off. Exactly. We have been, we have been separated systematically. Yeah. <laughs> body, mind, and soul. Yeah. The, the, the soul is the property of the church and the religious systems, and that the mind is the property of the educational system and the, the psychiatric institutions, and that the body is the domain of the medical society and ph big pharmaceutical companies. And we can't be separated. You can't separate three parts of the self in this way. And because we have been separated internally, that separation also becomes external, that we become separated from not only our own true nature, but from nature itself. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know... At this, especially at this time, am I freezing? Sorry. Mm -hmm. I think. Oh, now you're freezing on your side. Sorry, everybody. You're good. Let's see. Am I, am I frozen? Yeah, no. I think I might be. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. Okay, great. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Technology, ain't it grand? <laughs> it's great when it works. <laughs> yeah. 
the thing too for us or for me like being raised with my indigenous traditions too is that we believe or we're taught at a young age everything is our relation like these are our kin the rocks the trees the animals the insects the birds the plants and the plants for us like my mom told me our medicine people are the sage the seed the sweet grass the cedar and the tobacco those are those sacred plants for us and those are teachers but plants are our elders nature are our elders there are teachers there are healers and they they just give the code to the body right to you know it's us healing us but those it's like a hug right from that plant just reminding us mm, this is this is the harmony this is the balance and um one thing about plants is and this is where people are like oh, okay this is some esoteric stuff or that's just far out it's like may may i um well you have to get to know the plant but may i use you because we go back to what you talk about so often is respect and we usually say self-respect or respect respect for others but we forget about the natural world and that they want that same respect from us because they can communicate with us and we didn't have to wait for scientists to tell us that they have a language exactly plants have a language animals have a language the elements have languages air earth fire water there are bodies have languages but we're we're led to believe that speech is the only language exactly yes which is completely not true yes oh. and that's so funny oh i'm sorry oh that's okay i mean just we then stop looking for the other languages we only focus on the one language and then we forget how to use all the other languages that we actually have access to that are actually natural for us the subtle energies exactly and it's you know i went to a nursery a plant nursery yesterday to get a gift from my mom and i just like to kind of walk through and see which plant speaks to me and i and i kind of set that intention like i'm coming in here i i'd like to have this gift for my mom and then for me they get really big and then they get really small or they keep presenting themselves over and over and over. Like you keep seeing the same type of plant all over the place, or a friend will send a picture of that plant that talked to you. And, you know, we often go, oh no, that's not possible for a plant to get like a big giant and then to come back because it's like, hey, you know, and usually when we're aware or tuned in, we could just feel it, mm. sense it. And then it's like, oh, there you are. so beautiful if so forgotten this language i love that that you still are carrying these traditions and practicing these languages oh yeah uh, someone in the background <laughs> <laughs> yes and i you know it's so funny when we you know we 
ask the question even to like the plant or to medicine, but we often don't wait for the answer. And, and then if we start to think about it that way, like, would I ask you a question and then just walk away and not wait for the answer and to, to cultivate that patience and teaching us to move inward. Those plant, plants teach us to move inside and to, to quiet down and to have patience and to wait for those answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there, there's so many different uses of the plants, so many ways that they can help us from eating them to using them as salves, to the extracting the oils, to ceremonial smoking, like the shamans would, would uh, you know, use the plants to open up doors to interdimensional awareness, multidimensional awareness. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For, you know, when you come into that, you know, I, there's just, this is where you just start to sit, I think, with the medicine to really sit with it and get to know it. And I think ceremonies are so beautiful, but it's okay to go and just be with the medicine first and to, to get to know it and spend time with it and visit it several times before, you know, interacting in a, in a, I don't want to say deeper way because just that sitting is very deep. You're building a relationship and it will tell you everything, right? If we build that um, love and that trust. One of my teachers said, just sit with a medicine or just sit with a plant and fall in love, period. That's it. That's how you learn. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And they have, you know, so much, so much stored, like we were talking earlier, they've sat through so much of our society and all the changes that have happened in this world. And, you know, if we ask the right question, this is what you've taught me so, so well. If you ask the right question, you'll get the answer. Mm -hmm. And just to imagine, it's just like, you know, all the trees and rocks are holding this information. Exactly. You know, there are so many, you know, it's, it's my awareness that there are so many timelines that are happening simultaneously. And the old in all that things that stay in this planet helps Earth, but to ourselves and to the rest of the universe. Yeah, you broke, I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. I was just saying that the, the, the trees and the plants are the things that are consistent through all timelines and that they are the things that hold our connection to both the to mother earth and to the universe 
that they help maintain consistency. Yeah, yeah. How, I have a question. So how do you practice personally um, learning that information or the language of, of the natural world? Well, for me, I live in, live in, in the mountain lake. So I connect to nature window. I'm connected, you know, I, right over my computer, I have this huge old pine tree. It's hundreds of probably 150 years old easily in my front yard. And it's just there as an elder, as the thing, one of the things that helps me to anchor and ground. Um, you know, I've got plants all through my house. I go outside and I connect to the plants, to the water, to the earth. Um, you know, I'm always learning more things about, um, like, I'm drinking ceremonial cacao for, for my, my hot beverage this morning, you know, which is when I, if I even just really focus in on this, I can feel where it was grown, who was, who was intending the, the medicine in the cacao. You know, you can really tap in. Um, I also use um, essential oils that come from plants. And I was just saying to Shannon before the, our conversation, I was just putting a couple of drops of rose oil on the soles of my feet, which just that vibration, all of a sudden, it mat your physical body starts to match that vibration. It's just a reminder to the body to keep the vibration high and pure. You know, so there are so many ways that we can utilize plants and start to open our awareness back to the original awareness that we had of communicating with plants. Absolutely. I love to like, just to, you know, I was showing you earlier, I'm, I'm working with Yarrow. I like to work with like one thing at a time. And so, you know, I think that plants call to us like mints, the mint family. I'm like, ah, oh, I love the mint family, you know, and different ones have been cropping up for me, but just to like pick one, like you say, and just, um, you don't even have to take it right away, but just to like hold it and set an intention to get to know it, like to have those intentions. And, you know, I'm using a, an essence of yarrow and that's just exactly what you're talking about. It's a frequency medicine, it's a vibration. And I'm like, what, what is it with this yarrow for me? Because I used to take yarrow when I was younger for my um, cycle, just because I had a lot of heavy, um, a heavy cycle. And so this helped to bring balance, but you know, that's some time ago. And now, you know, I'm learning this is a medicine about boundaries and protection and resilience, resiliency. And so I'm like, oh, okay, so let me see. But we can even use these, you know, like a flower essence, put it in a spray bottle and spray our other plants. But again, asking permission and waiting for the answer. And that's the part where it's almost like 
um, like being in meditation with a plant because you're having to stay quiet and wait for the answer. And we're such a society where it's like, come on, let's go, 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 go. I don't want to get to know you, you know, I just want to use you and just, you know, what can I get from you? And, and even with plants, like sometimes I feel like uh, when people are like, well, what's it good for? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I don't know, sit with it, but it's more than that. It's, it's a, it's a living being. It has a life force just like us. And just to be an honor and love and, and respect and, and offer it the same dignity that we want. Um, but I like to spend time, even if it's just like 10 minutes, if you have a dried herb or an essential oil of the herb and just start kind of getting to know it that way. That's beautiful. And Keith is Keith says sit ask and listen <laughs> yes yeah and he says that it's Lisa who is occasionally freezing up so, but your signal is solid Shannon so if oh, I freeze okay. you can just keep talking <laughs> <laughs> it'll be the Shannon show this morning <laughs> yeah the first time you know I was taught to, you know, bring a gift, like an offering to harvest. And so even now, like I always ask permission because I have an herb garden. It's like, I ask permission, you know, may I harvest you? And then I wait. And there's times where it's like, I don't even have to ask. I know it's like, no, we're not ready, you know? And, and so just really um, cultivating and deepening these relationships yeah yeah it's it's so amazing just just to have this conversation I'm sure is opening up a lot of eyes um you know because we're just we're taught that if it's not human it doesn't have it doesn't have a beingness it doesn't have um it doesn't deserve dignity or respect you know the way that animals are treated and used and abused you know how can we just simply use the animals how can we just use all the plants and there is no dignity or honor or respect for these beings they're not looked at as beings they're looked at as things that are here for us to use and it that even translates over into humans who are don't look be they're not looked at as beings they're just abused <laughs> yeah that's that's why too like I highly I highly recommend especially with plants is feeling the one that you're connecting with and start it as a seed and nourish it and love on it and watch it and you know seed doesn't need a lot it has that's the other thing it teaches us like it has everything that it needs all of that is built in just like us mm -hmm. so that's why i say like it reminds us of who we are so we don't have to live in fear you know like i i don't know how to take care of myself i don't know what medicine to take or how to heal we do know Exactly. And it could be, like you said, just being out in the sun, putting my feet in water, getting a hug, you know, just, but we do know, and the seeds teach us that. And when you nourish it from 
that like from a seed and just are with it through the growth it's like a really strong bond that we form and even if it's just studying or study but learning and observing one plant it could be in your house and just working with it um and starting to uh to remember the language exactly i remember <clears throat> i remember as a kid we had a beautiful maple tree in our front yard and i would climb that maple tree all the time and i would be up in the top of that maple tree just swaying in the breeze with the tree and I always felt safe. I always felt nurtured. I always felt protected in that tree. And I also, I always felt that I was away from society, that I was just with nature in that tree. So I, I had such a beautiful relationship with that tree. It's gone now, but it was... It was a really lovely connection. I hear that so much too, especially um, people who had a childhood tree. Like that's, you know, my husband was the same way. He would climb up to the top and it was just like his nest at the top. Mm -hmm. And then they took the tree away and you feel that, you feel that separation. And I think that's what, where we're, where we're right now is to heal these relationships um, by being aware again, by, by waking up and paying attention and listening. Um, and, and we have so many different ideas, you know, ab about the natural world. We put our own personal assumptions on the natural world and like starting to get rid of those assumptions and just listening and being. Yeah. Yeah, we have, Brenny says, <clears throat> when I first came home from the hospital after my stroke, I looked at one of my plants and just asked, are you thirsty? I was surprised when it said yes. And I went to get water for it. All of my plants started saying, what about me? It was a bit overwhelming. No one else heard it. So it was explained that it wasn't real. Something to do with my stroke. Wow. You know, as you're saying that too, like I, I have this, I have this plant app and I'm like, what am I doing with this plant app? You know, I thought it was so cool. Like you take a picture and it scans it and it's like, oh my gosh, it's this plant and um, it's, it's sick or it needs more care or it's beautiful. And I'm like, why am I letting, why am I letting this app tell me instead of just taking the time but we go back to being separate and it's so funny because it wasn't until 1978 that American Indians or Native Americans had their freedom of religious act so we weren't allowed to collect herbs you know my mom and her husband have family in Pine Ridge Reservation and they can't go into the Black Hills and gather the herbs you know, and so, and, and again, when we talk about like other, other medicine, like peyote, well, we were prohibited from using that too. And it wasn't until 1994 that an amendment was act, 
uh, added to the Freedom of Religious Act of 1978 to say, okay, you can use it. You know, it's not just like a drug. And so you have these things or you have people going into medical schools where they did teach homeopathy and, and herb, um, herbal education saying, nope, we're not gonna fund you if you're gonna use that type of medicine because we want people to pay for this and this is free. Exactly, yes. This massive agenda of just massive um, mind control manipulation of ask your doctors, this pill right for you. And you know, when we look back at the history of modern medicine and we see that at the turn of the turn of the century, back around 1900, that John D. Rockefeller realized that he could make, you know, the oil tycoon could make synthetic pills to replicate the way that medic that the plant to supposedly replicate what the plants were doing, and that and that was when plants became the alternative medicine instead of the original medicine <laughs> you know when this is crazy when my dad was um when he had cancer and he went the traditional route they got to the point where they're like and this was before here in california before cannabis was legal and so you had to get you know prescription from the doctor, they prescribed him the synthetic version in pill form. And I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't he just have the real stuff? Yeah. But he actually, because of his upbringing and programming, felt more comfortable getting the prescription from Walgreens yeah. than, you know, getting it from nature. Yeah. Like, how can, how can we improve on perfection? This is the whole, this is the whole mind control system is that, oh, well, we're going to improve on what creator already created. We're going to, we're going to improve the new and improved humans. We're going to turn them into artificial intelligence because that's way better than universal intelligence. We're going to improve plants by creating them in labs. <laughs> How do you improve on perfection? It's not possible. Man cannot make something better than God creator created it to be. <laughs> exactly. It's funny. I had heard, um, I was at a talk of Paul Stamets or Stamets, the mushroom guy. Uh -huh. And he had done this big presentation. He was talking about how he went to visit his mom. He hadn't seen her for a while. And um, she had this like, like huge lump in her chest and she hadn't told anybody. And so he took her to the doctor and they're like, there's nothing we can help her at this point. And so, but now knowing, you know, Germanic healing knowledge too, you know, but, but the story was they're like, well, you know, Paul's like, there's nothing. Well, we have this clinical trial. We could try it. He's like, can I look at the ingredients? Well, the active ingredient, again, it was synthetic, was turkey tail, mushroom. Yep. And so he's like, 
sure, let's do this clinical trial. And on top of that, he started giving her turkey tail. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's his live, that's what he does and mm-hmm. cured her. Or, you know, she was just like, no more symptoms, symptom free from turkey tail. Yeah. So the turkey tail was, was reminding her physical body how to rebalance itself. Yes. Right. As he like saw like, okay, well that active ingredient is turkey tail in this clinical trial. Like, why don't you just give people turkey tail? (laughs) Exactly. Because that grows for free outside (laughs) and people could just go outside and get it and use it themselves. And that wouldn't make them, that wouldn't make the pharmaceutical tycoons wealthy. Uh, well, it's funny too, like when my grandfather, he came back from uh, World War II, he had tuberculosis and, you know, they would put people in the tuberculosis hospital. But one of his doctors said, just keep, go outside in the sun as yeah. often as you can. Mm-hmm. And then we just kind of separated from that because there's no profit. Exactly. You know, tuberculosis, the 10 miles down the street was the heart of the tuberculosis cure cottages. There are cottages everywhere. People would come to the Adirondacks to heal. You go out in the healing woods, you connect to nature, you go out in the sun, you swim in the lakes, you connect to the trees, and you allow the body to heal itself. You know, as we you know, anyone who has studied German, German healing knowledge understands now what tuberculosis, quote unquote, actually is. So for anybody that doesn't understand what that is, is tuberc- there was a huge tuberculosis outbreak after the World War. So when people get shipped off to war, they worry that, are, am I ever going to come back? Am I going to get killed? Their loved ones worry, are they going to come back? Are they going to be killed? So there's a massive death fright. So as the the body helps the people through the death fright, the lungs are the part of the body that respond to a death fright. So when we feel like we're being threatened and you know, with with death, with extinction, the lungs start to build up extra cells to give us more of the breath of life so that we have less chance of dying. We have more oxygen availability to be able to run faster or fight harder. And so there's a, a biological meaning to those extra cells. And then after the war, so there were many, many, many people that had extra cells being built up in their lungs as they were worrying about their loved ones. Then once the war was over and the loved ones came home, phew, I survived. The conflict is now over. So now all of those extra cells in the lungs that have been built up over those months or years of worrying, now the body doesn't need those cells anymore. So the body has to rid itself of those cells. 
So now we have a whole at the same time. So now we have a whole bunch of people coughing, fever, congestion, coughing up blood. These are all symptoms of the body ridding itself of those excess cells. So this is what the tuberculosis outbreak was. And people simply needed to allow their bodies to heal because the bodies know exactly what to do. And there are all kinds of ways in nature to help the body heal itself naturally. Yes, when I was exactly when I was about in my mid 20s, I had an ulcer. And I didn't want to go to the doctor anymore because I had gone and they had put me on Zantac or something. I can't remember what it was. And I like took it for a course and I'm like, okay, this isn't helping. And that's when I um, contacted Martine and he's like, oh, simple. First, whenever the evening star comes out, you go when the star comes out and you tell the star all your problems, like give it to the star like talk to the star, the evening star. And so that started to like calm things down. Every night I would go out and just talk. Mm-hmm. Like this is my day. And I would like really feel that presence of the star. And then I started taking a medicine that I made of chlorophyll, just a bottle of chlorophyll and comfrey root powder, tablespoon. Shook it up, would take a tablespoon, you know, in the morning at night. It took seven days, done, never again, never to return. Wow. And it was just these simple, two simple things, right? And of course, you know, I I actually had grown comfrey, um, comfrey plant for a while, but you know, the powder is inexpensive. The chlorophyll is inexpensive. And you can imagine taking like plant blood, right? It's chlorophyll, just like healing everything on the inside wow so beautiful yeah said keith says i remember when i moved to vermont and i hugged a tree i could feel the energy and it revealed its story to me such an amazing experience i was like oh boy i am officially a tree hugger it's now one of my favorite things to do it's so funny. I went, I love that. I went to a, re, a workshop retreat and the lady, the woman running it is like, okay, go sit outside with your journal. And the question is, you know, what is my purpose? I'm like, oh boy, that's, you know, like go out there for a half an hour and figure out what your purpose is. And so, you know, I, I was like writing all these, it was in the middle of the redwoods. It was near Santa Cruz. I'm writing, writing, writing. And we went back in and I read mine and she's like, no, go back out there. And so the next day I took a walk and, um, you know, there was a little spring and I was just listening to the spring. And previous to that, the day before, I just got this big, like big sensory smelling of this tree. Like it was overwhelming. It was as if I was smelling the essential oil of that tree. It was that strong. And so I like kind of stopped and I'm like, oh, hello. Right. And I just carried on. Well, the next day when I was by that spring, the tree started talking to me 
And this is where we have to know, like, you know, you're, some of us work from our mind um, and that's okay. That is okay. But this tree, this was telepathic and we were talking to each other. And I'm like, well, you know, what is your purpose? I have many purposes. Sometimes it's to provide warmth for people, homes. Sometimes it's to, you know, be artistic. People like to take pictures of me. And, you know, like it, the tree was telling me all the different things, big and small, why it was here. And that's the thing, plants, all beings have a purpose, their own purpose. And it's not about us always, you know, like, you know, this medicine isn't just here for me. This medicine has a purpose, right? Wow. And that's so, such a beautiful um, depiction of multidimensionality that there's not just one purpose there are many purposes we are multi-dimensional beings and we have to we're we have been kind of honed down into you know well you have to be a waitress or you have to be a doctor and you know you have to be a lawyer and that's your purpose in life and you have to do that one thing and and then we forget all the other purposes that we have, all the other options that we have, everything about our multidimensionality, because we have been kind of forced into our minds and we all process through the mind because we've all been sent to school and we have all been taught to think. Right. And we have all been taught how to think and what to think and even when to think. And the soul does not think. The soul simply knows. And so that portion of ourselves has been cut off. We have been cut off from our multidimensional awareness, from our own inner knowing. Yes. Oh, you said that. So I have chills. And, you know, it's so funny because when I went, came back into the lodge for this retreat and we were doing these practices and I stood in front of the woman running the retreat, I didn't tell them my experience at this point. She said, there's a tree running straight through your core from your feet, moving all the way up. And then I told her this story. And what I got from the tree was I saw this little piece of wood again, this little wood, this little stick got big and small. And so I took the stick and I was just guided. I made this big circle and inside I put, I love you, Shannon. Mm -hmm. And when this woman was on her morning walk, so she talked about this after she saw the tree, she's like, I looked on the ground and this was in dirt on a path. Like it would have been hard to see. She said, I saw the circle that said, I love you, Shannon. And I thought, oh, this, what a sweet guy saying this to his girlfriend and he wrote it in the dirt. And then she realized, oh, wait a minute. I think this is our Shannon from the retreat. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, that was the message that I got. And then I was given this, you know, piece of wood 
to let me see it, to let me see my heart. Wow, that's so beautiful. Wow. Yeah. So what would, how would you have someone go about learn relearning because we don't need to learn we we need to relearn we already know all of this how would you um invite someone to start really connecting to a plant and really learning how to listen to it because i mean we could we've all we all know how to go out and get a seed and plant it and watch that plant grow but we don't all remember how to really speak to that plant and listen? I think the first thing like for me is just putting the intention. I want to build a relationship with, you know, a plant, you know, what, what, because that plant is also looking for you. You're trying to find each other, right? And then things are going to start popping up like I said earlier like you know maybe somebody's like oh look at this cool plan I just grew or whatever it is and it's going to keep coming up or you're going to go to a cafe and they're serving this tea and like oh wow I've been thinking about this tea and so once you kind of set that intention and you start to see those signs I look for signs like it just keeps coming up like I can't ignore this um, but maybe you have a plan already and you you know you just start sitting with it. I would say 10 minutes. And the intention being, what do you want me to know about you? How can I get to know you? What do you want to know about me? Start to, you know, like I'm touching a plant, like getting to know the texture of the plant, touching it, you know, taking time to ask the questions and listen and just sitting and, you know, putting your light around each other, like bringing that plant into your globe with you and, and um, just starting to get to know the energy of that plant. And also how we act around plants, like are we stomping around? But really, um, again, intention and then spending 10 minutes every day at least just asking the plant questions and listening. I love that. Michelle says, infuse yourself in plants and nature. And then she said, read the secret life of plants. It's mind blowing. Yeah. I like to, The Seed Keeper is a really good book. I can't think offhand the author. Um, I can send those to you. And Braiding Sweetgrass is an amazing book. It's written by an, a Native American woman who's also a botanist. Uh, in fact, her name is Robin Wall Kimmerer, braiding sweetgrass. And I have a little quote from her. She says, knowing that you love the earth changes you, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> knowing that you love the earth changes you, activates you to defend and protect and celebrate. But when you feel that the earth loves you in return, the feeling transforms the relationship from a one-way street into a sacred bond. And that's what we're trying to create, these sacred bonds when we're just being with them, asking them questions, touching them, you know, um, carrying their essence around with you, or even if it's just the dried herb that you have, that's okay too. 
um, but really just putting it out there. Like who, who do I want to, to spend time with in the plant, in the plant world? Who wants to spend time with me? Yeah. Beautiful. I remember um, someone on, on Facebook had written about his experience walking in the woods and he wasn't from, he, he was a city person. And he said, he was saying how incredibly uncomfortable he felt walking by himself out in nature because he felt so alone and unprotected. And I thought that was so interesting. So I wrote back and I said, you know, I said, all of those trees are alive and all of those trees are there to love you and guide you. And if you go out into the woods and just simply recognize that there are millions of beings that are there to love you and guide you and protect you, you'll be able to shift your perception of that. And instead of now feeling all alone, you'll feel surrounded by kin. <laughs> and yeah. I just remember him saying, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you for saying this. Like, I'm ready to do this. That's, that's beautiful. And, and that's when we start what you're, this, what you're explaining. This is when we start to understand our own medicine. Mm -hmm. That's, that's where we like, oh, this, this is who I am. This is my medicine. It's funny. I, um, going back to like making this relationship with plants, I thought of you, there's a woman I'm reading her book, um, uh, adapting resiliency and her name is Aubrey Mast and she's also an, an herbalist she said planting the seeds tending to growth waiting harvesting processing and preserving all are intricate pieces of the herbal medicine making dance they're also remedies to how we show they're also remedies to how we show up tend to ourselves build consciousness grow expand and choose more liberated lives what beauty in the simplicity, the perfect design tending to the soil and the plant also calls us to our best selves. Uh, there's no separation between us and nature, but we have been intellectually separated. I, so I love that. It's and like, we don't have to go big. Like we don't have it, to like all of a sudden, you know, start a farm. It's like, Get a house plant, <laughs> but let the house plant come together on the choosing. May I take you home? Because when we start asking those questions, then we're going to see the vibrancy of the plant because it wants to be with us. I love that. Michelle says, Nature, plants speak to each other, to insects, and to people. It's all a symbiotic relationship. It's so, it's so unbelievable like even um you know like the trees talking to each other so when one tree is not doing well the the trees that are strong start to give the nutrients to that tree to to nourish it and uplift it and same with um when they start 
to create like um, like the pecan tree. That's in braiding sweetgrass. The botanist talks about like the rooting system. They're communicating with each other, and they all they all fruit at the same time. And then the next year, you'll see minimal fruit. All of the trees, just globally, mm -hmm. you know. So they have these systems where they communicate, and that's the thing. Like, there's no hierarchy in nature. There's not you know, the bugs at the bottom and, you know, or the bacteria and then the plants and then the animals. And, you know, there's none of that. We're just, it's all one circle. Exactly. You know, all that, all the, the bacteria and the microorganisms are just as important as the full huge trees. Yeah. They can't live without each other. We can't live without microorganisms. You know, and there's this massive hypnosis happening that we need to be afraid of microorganisms, that, you know, microorganisms are out to kill us. <laughs> and yeah. you have to start seeing that, no, <laughs> this is not true in any way, shape or form, that there are no bad organisms, that everything serves a purpose. Everything has a meaning. Everything has a purpose. And we are all interconnected. We are all dependent on each other. We can't live without the trees. We can't live without the plants. We can't live without the waters and the airs and vice versa. Like, you know, yeah. we're part of the cycle. We're also part of the, the, the importance of being on this planet we are all part of nature right and it's funny like lately i would say this probably this whole summer i've really had this message um to to bring a lot of pollinators and you know a lot of pollinator flowers plants into my garden and i just started with one and then you know just to see like the bees come because they need our support too the bees yes. and the birds and you know putting water out in the front of your house for the critters and the birds and, and the bees too they need water and i'm in california so i'm i'm you know i'm more conscious i think than places where there's already natural water everywhere but for us it's not so and like to remember that because like you're saying, they need us too. Exactly. You know, we have been taught that we need to wage war on nature, that we need to spray everything with chemicals and that, you know, that we don't need to pay any attention. Oh, we're, we're just going to spray all of these crops with chemicals and, you know, let, let the bugs fend for themselves. <laughs> let, let all the, the birds fend for themselves. Have zero regard for the interconnectedness of nature. And it's very, very sad. So I love having this conversation where we can start to open up awareness again of the interconnectedness to everything. Our ability to communicate with everything we can communicate with rocks, with crystals, with microorganisms. We can speak to everything and everything is already speaking to us. We're just not listening. We have been taught 
to tune in to the TV, to the radio, to the social media, to the messages of we've been told to listen to the doctors, listen to the preachers, listen to the teachers. But we've never been taught that nature is our teacher, that nature is the thing that helps us connect to God, that the plants are here to heal us, that we don't need to listen to all of these quote unquote human experts, that when we tune into ourselves and tune into nature, we have everything we need already for free absolutely and it's this is how we build our community because nature is our community exactly that's how we bring that balance and harmony like you're saying and and being really too i love that you teach this in your courses also it's like becoming aware of your frequency of your energy your vibration because it affects everything around us. Exactly. Yeah. Just like every plant has its own frequency and we can make these plant essences simply by putting the plant in water, infusing the water with the frequency of the plant. The plant and the water connect to each other communicate to each other and the water is the holder of frequency and wisdom and so that once that frequency is infused in the water the water holds it because that's the job of the water (laughs) it serves that purpose yeah and it's um, incredible the medicine that's available in nature for free right everywhere and it's free (laughs) exactly we're uh, this beautiful planet literally gives us everything we need for free we have simply been brainwashed into believing that we have to pay for everything yes because somebody is selling that thing (laughs) and when we look at the hierarchy of sellers (laughs) it comes to a little point at the top of a pyramid (laughs) and when we start to look at the very point of that pyramid there are just a few who are selling their wares and their wares are the synthetic wares the things that mimic nature and we're they're the ones that are telling us that oh they're improving upon nature Be very, very aware of snake oil salesmen. No one, no matter who they are, can improve upon perfection, no matter how much they want you to believe it. So it's time for all of us to wake up and realize the power that we each have when we open up our ability to communicate with plants, with nature, with each other on different levels. We can communicate to the air, the water, the earth, the fire, the plants, the stars. 
the non-physical beings around us. We can communicate with everything. But if we only listen to the things that are being communicated loudest to us, we will never hear the other layers. And we will never know our ability to heal ourselves naturally for free. <clears throat> thank you. Shannon, thank you so much for this beautiful conversation this morning. I really love that. Me too. I appreciate everyone here too for being part of this community and, and just that you offer this community. Thank you. You're welcome. And if anybody would like to start learning how to communicate with nature and plants, just drop it in the drop it in the chat. Let us know. And we'll start creating some things for you so that we can all start to learn and remember how to open our, our channels of communication with the natural world. So thank you all for listening this morning. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. I'm Lisa Warner, of uh, the author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. And I've been here with Shannon Valley, who is a natural chef. And Shannon, how can people reach you if they would like to reach out to you? Sure, I have um, a website, uh, Shannon's Natural Kitchen and dot com and then also my instagram is shannon's natural kitchen um you can reach me that way all right i'm popping that in the chat so that people can see that on facebook and, and on if lisa's you're watching newsletter. on <laughs> i forgot <laughs> get lisa's newsletter because um lisa has graciously invited me to pop in recipes each month um, so we have something different and so she has her amazing work and teachings that we get to read about and, and incorporate into our lives and then the recipe <laughs> exactly so you can find me and Shannon together each month in our connecting you to you news <laughs> so we'll have many more exciting offerings coming up Michelle says, speak her name into the wind. She will hear you. <laughs> yes. yep. Beautiful. So thank you all for listening this morning to another Solution Sunday because the soul is the solution. So until next week, thank you all for joining us. I'm Lisa Warner. You can find me at connectingyoutoyou.com. Thanks for watching, everyone, and we shall see you for Solution Sunday again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connecting You to You Radio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Are you ready to discover more about how simple healing your body can actually be when you do it from the higher wisdom of your soul? To learn more about what I do and how you can work with me, visit ConnectingYouToYou.com and get on my mailing list to be the first to know about my latest offerings. If you'd like to interact with me on Facebook, please join my group, Soul Sourced Healing. 
Check the show notes below for these links and more. I hope to see you again next time on Connecting You to You Radio.